Welcome, welcome, welcome to episode 5 of the Show Me Your Friends podcast. Today's an exciting episode for me because I have decided to take a break from business-related content and today I'd like to be a bit more vulnerable by sharing some of the challenges that have come to the forefront of putting out this podcast. I'll be sharing a bit on guilt, shame, technological issues and also some of the tidbits that I've learned about myself in bringing this to fruition. The lesson that I hope you can take from today's episode is that whatever you dream for yourself, you do. Whether it is manufacturing your own shoes or starting a soccer team at your workplace, I hope that you don't find your dreams overwhelming, but that you start, that you talk about them, and that you share whatever you're busy with. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. I've immersed myself in podcasts for years. I have been obsessed with TED, um, with NPR, and it's always been about how can I grow myself mentally, business-wise, as well as emotionally. Those are the podcasts that I love the most. I love learning from people who know a little bit more on certain subjects than I do. And so for the last few years, I have spent a great deal of time learning, thinking, contemplating, and growing in areas that I firstly never felt I needed to, but also in areas that I deeply needed to. And so in starting this podcast, I really wanted us to realize that in our circles, we have business services that we don't use. And that just because our friends have not publicly stated that they would be willing to offer these services, it does not mean that they are not willing or that they do not wish to or that they cannot. Perhaps they just don't have a registered business or perhaps we just don't know enough of their careers to know exactly how they can help us with the services that we need. I recently met up with two friends for lunch and during the discussion I was explaining to them how difficult it is running a business and that sometimes I wish I had the help of friends who knew a little bit more in certain areas, for example legal or accounting to help me and just shed some knowledge on a couple of things without my having to go out and search for, you know, registered professionals in these fields. And that sometimes all you need as a business person or all you need in your career is just a group of close-knit people who can play an advisory role in some of the challenges that you face. And I was relating to these friends that this is a role that I would also like to play for other friends and that I sometimes do when they ask for business advice, but that I would like this to be more formal so that we meet up for lunch and we see how we can help each other with our careers. And she said to me that her group of friends usually does this. They sit together with one of their friends who is an entrepreneur 
And when she's going through a tough time, they say to her, how are your books looking? Legally, what are you facing? In terms of marketing, this is where I could help. I could give you advice perhaps on strategy. Um, Do you need some help with the photography? Do you need any of that help? And it just clicked to me that this is what I need. I need a hood, a sisterhood, a brotherhood, a, a hood, a surrounding, an environment of people that want to help elevate one another. And it further informed what I want for this podcast. I want people to be able to listen back to episodes and feel that they gained something for their careers or for their businesses and that they aren't alone and that there are people they can reach out to, people that care about their growth as it relates to them. And after that conversation, I knew I had to carry on with this podcast because up until that conversation, which occurred towards the end of 2020, I had not put out any of the episodes I had recorded. I had sat for months on episodes and I hadn't edited them. I put that off. I just felt so overwhelmed with how 2020 was going for me as a business person. And I just thought I can't take on this editing skill, which I really wanted to master myself and which I started working on during the lockdown. And so as time progressed, I reached out to a friend who was well-versed in this area and I said to her, please edit these episodes. I'm really not coping. I can't take on this new skill. Maybe I'll learn it in future. And Pilati really did come through. She edited my episodes and it was great to work with a friend in that way. Looking back on those months where I sat with some episodes that I had recorded since April and I tried to edit for months on end, doing bits here, bits there, not willing to listen back to my voice because I found it irritating, just getting angry with myself for starting this process and not being perfect at it immediately. When I look back at those months of frustration now, today in February, I see that it was all in my head. It was all my own things, my own insecurities that were coming to the forefront. It is often our own insecurities that stop us from learning new skills or for putting out the projects that we really want to put out or for asking for a better position or a raise at work. It is our own insecurities, our own things that we bring into life with us each day that ultimately hold us back because I don't understand why I sat for months trying to learn a new skill while I was so busy, so stressed out about so many other things that I was highly skilled at, instead of just asking a friend if she could help or putting out an episode, seeing what people would think, sharing with a friend, asking for their feedback. I did none of those. 
Instead, I recoiled more and more and more into myself, nervous and afraid that in order to put out this project, I would have to be more myself. I would have to share more. I would have to be vulnerable. I would have to let somebody else listen to my ums and the terrible sound and the this and the that. And that that is what I was sharing. And it wasn't perfect. And I had to be okay with the lack of perfection. I just had to start. And that lesson is what has carried me through. And a lesson that I've constantly learned in my life. But I feel every few years you need to learn it again. But I'm so glad that this podcast has refreshed that lesson. Refreshed those memories of earlier lessons. Because now when I think of something, I just think to myself, just start. It doesn't have to be perfect. Do your utmost best. Try for the best quality you can manage at the time with what you have. But don't be so hard on yourself. In my first episode recording with Ndabendle from Pineapple, I was sure I was going to give up. I thought, I'm never doing this again. I found the process infuriating because of the technical glitches that we had. But I am so glad that the first person I interviewed is actually my fourth episode. But the first person that I interviewed wasn't that because of his patience. From time to time, we both had technical issues. I was using Anchor. Then we used Google, um, a Google Meet. Then we used Teams and we used this and we used, um, we used one of the Apple services. But really, we just struggled to get through the episode. Instead of recording for a normal amount of time, which is about an hour, hour and a half, Nda spent, Nda and I spent about four, three hours, three to four hours going back and forth. And he was so patient with me. He kept saying, don't worry. Every single time we cut off, he kept saying, don't worry. Let's try again. I'll wait. Let's take a break. The kindness overwhelmed me. And I thought to myself, wow, God, I really needed to have my first major technical glitches with this type of person because had I not, I would have quit. I would have felt so offended and my ego would have kicked into play and I would have been brutally hurt. And even though those things still stood out, they didn't take over me. And in the end, I learned so much from that recording. I learned that technical glitches will happen, whether or not you've tested the, um, the, the program before, whether or not you've done a trial with the person that you're interviewing, whether or not your voice is clear and you're in a quiet area with good Wi-Fi, technical glitches can happen. And when you're not in each other's space, it's very difficult to control for those technical issues and that that is okay. What's usable from the interview, I will use. And what's not, I won't use. 
and that is okay that is enough i really wanted to produce on my first go a podcast as amazing and as smooth as some of the podcasts that i listen to and after the bizarre and unfortunate technical glitches that Ndai and I had in my first recording of an episode. I then researched how long some of my favorite podcasts had been in existence. And so many of them had a minimum of 100 episodes. And so what I was competing with was a hundred episodes or more I was competing with two or three or four years of podcasting and I was trying to achieve it on my first try and as hard as I am on myself I took a good look in the mirror and I said stop it just stop you're doing your best And that's all you can give. Another challenge that I faced is culturally in my family, in my extended family. And even when I speak to my friends, I always acknowledge the things that they say. Yes, I hear you. Right. Of course. Wow. There is some sort of intimacy in that for me. and. Very soon into my podcasting journey, I realized that there was no space for that, which then affected my personal life because I then felt that in order for me to learn this lesson, I had to keep quiet and just listen when people spoke and not acknowledge the things that they say and wait until they stop speaking. And as such, I'd have friend saying to me are you listening are you there did you hear that why are you quiet and it's been so interesting trying to navigate my lived reality and the work and art that I am trying to produce as the same person it's been really challenging On the topic of technical glitches, I've just recalled an episode that I recorded with Balesa Siabela. She goes by Chef Bali Bali on Instagram and she's a professional chef and also someone that I know personally. And I loved that episode. I honestly felt like that episode would be the most listened to because of the way we related to each other's stories, I felt like there was a lot of vulnerability in that episode. But I also felt like people would relate to what Balisa was saying because she is the girl next door. She grew up in Soweto and she's built really good businesses, really sound businesses off of food, a passion that she had. And her story is so intricate, intricate and nuanced. And I. I'm a fan of hers and I really felt like a lot of people who had difficulty in business would 
relate to that. A lot of people who knew how it felt to be broke would relate to her. And of my episodes, I really felt as if a number of people would spread that episode purely because there were a lot of difficulties and challenges that were spoken about in that episode. But when I went to start editing that episode, I realized that so much of the audio was muffled. We were speaking over each other and it had not been like that in the recording. And as such, I realized I really don't want to record on this particular platform anymore. I was so hurt, so frustrated. And by the time I gave it to my editor, I really believed that she could rectify it. And she couldn't because the audio itself was destroyed. Oh, the pain in my heart. I honestly, in retrospect, feel like that is why I stalled for so long in putting out the episodes because I kept thinking what amazing raw audio I had gotten from Palisa and some of the conversations that we shared. And when I went to listen, I realized that I could not use any of it. We tried to rectify certain aspects. We tried to save what we could. We tried to use what we could. But in the end, I really felt as if we lost a lot of what had been communicated in that episode. And as such, I couldn't put it out. And I was devastated for months. I would go on about my day and suddenly at 6 p.m. when things started to quieten down, I would think, damn, I really, I really, really, really want that episode. And for months, I didn't share this with, with Palisa. And finally, I did. I said to her, Palisa, the episode that we recorded, the audio was corrupted. Is it possible to re-record? She agreed, but the time just never came for us to record, to, to both be available. And that is one episode that I have to put out in 2021. People need to hear all of these episodes. People need to hear the gems that are shared. But most importantly, people need to know that building a career is not smooth sailing. And I feel as if that's what her episode did so well. It showed the dark, dreary, lonely side of starting and sharing your business. And I feel that's what a lot of people need to hear so that they know that they can make it, even with all of that that has gone on. The ums, the oohs. Listening back to my voice has been one of the biggest mind trips that I've had in a while. I've always been in the debating team. I've always been a public speaker. And I've always done speech and drama. I did speech and drama from grade one all the way up until matric. I did exams. I really learned how to enunciate. I feel like I know how to speak. 
And it's been so frustrating realizing that when you're not speaking professionally, you're not training that muscle. And so trying to balance training that muscle in my personal time and bringing whatever training I've garnered into the recordings has proven so difficult, mostly because I just cringe when I hear my voice and I find myself toning myself down. I find myself trying to stretch out my words and make myself more audible and more clear. And the more I do that, the more I panic and I think, oh, can people hear me? What's going on? Is the more I judge myself. And the more I judge myself, the more I can't stand listening back to audio. And one of the ways that I've worked on overcoming that is just listening to the audio. On a random Tuesday, going to the park, walking around with my voice memo app and just recording myself speak, saying different things. I've also started reading aloud again just to give me more of um, the confidence that one needs when they are doing things like voice recordings. And I've been watching a lot of TED Talks on speaking publicly because although you're really doing this or performing for an audience of one, which is yourself, it's going to get out and go to other people. And I've really found myself as I prepare for the next few episodes, as I start writing the scripts, as I start thinking about the process that I'm going to take and how I'm going to change from the previous episodes that I've had, I found myself just becoming clearer on the type of voice that I want to have, who I want to be, but most importantly, accepting that this is my accent, this is how I speak, this is how I sound, and there's nothing I can do about it. All I can do is keep working on it, keep trying to perfect it, but even then, the only person I can be when I speak is myself. And I always want that to come through. I always want there to be authenticity. I want my friends who listen to this to say, oh yeah, you know, we does speak like this. I want people who've never heard me speak publicly, who will one day hear me speak publicly, to say, oh my gosh, where have I heard that voice? Where have I heard that tone? And to immediately know that it's me. That's my goal. I'm going to keep working at it. And I've received really good feedback from people who are just saying, don't worry, it will get better. You'll do it. We really appreciate this. This sounded a bit off. How about doing it this way? Critique when it is kind and it is hoping to build is always well received. And so far, all the critique that I've gotten has been critique that I have used to build, to make myself better, to make the questions that I ask better, and also to prepare my guests better. By the beginning to the middle of December 2020, all the episodes had been edited, they were ready to be put out, but I still was not putting out these episodes. I was fearful, 
I didn't know how people would receive it. But also, I think I was making a far greater deal of it than I should have. In essence, now, in February of 2021, what I wish I could have said to myself then is, the people that wish to listen will listen, and those who don't, won't. And as time goes by, more people will wish to listen, and those who don't, won't. Because the fear of sitting with these episodes that were edited and really ready to be shared almost overwhelmed me. I'd gone through about nine months of fear of the editing of my ums and my oohs and my ahs of the way I speak and the technological issues and any glitches that we'd had while we were recording, any awkwardness in each recording. I'd gone through all of that fear, the uneasiness, the shame, I guess, of those mistakes. And I'd sat with it and I'd said, okay, well, let's just edit them. And as we got to the beginning or middle of December, then I got scared now that they were edited to put them out because I said, who will listen in December? Who will care? No one will listen. I'll get no support. And even the fear of that was going to crush me, but it hadn't happened. I, I recall um, a conversation with my with my editor and she said to me put out these episodes because if you don't they will feel dated and that hit me to think that I could have done all of this spent all of this money tried to better myself gone through different stages of fear gone through the grief of losing good audio and of course recording terrible audio gone through all of that to possibly not put this work out and to sink into myself and disappoint myself. And that for me was far larger than just letting it go. And so I did. I put out the episodes. I updated my status on WhatsApp. I started a page on Instagram. Show me your friends underscore pod. I really just uploaded the episodes and I kept quiet and did nothing and said nothing and I waited with bated breath. And then my friend Zianda texted me and she was like, oh my gosh, I'm so excited to listen. And she did. She said she's excited to listen and she did. She reassured me in a way that I needed. I really needed the people who knew me and knew what I was about to listen to those episodes and to say, I get it. This is a full, cir full circle moment for you and I'm proud of you. And that's exactly what she did. She also gave me really good critique on areas that I could improve on. And that's what I needed. I needed that type of support. I needed people to say, we see what you're doing. It seems small to you, but it's not. It's making a difference in the world. It's making a difference in our world. That response from her and from other friends who shared the work, who listened. My one friend, Kulufelo, said, 
what's happening? When are more episodes coming out? I've been refreshing. Is there a technical glitch? And that's when I started seeing that I'm not just doing this for myself. There are people who care. There are people who will support you. And also, unfortunately, there are people who won't support or maybe who will support in different ways. And that that is fine too. But the the immediate safety net that I felt when I put out those episodes really made me sit back and think, what the hell were you scared of, girl? What were you doing? Why would you not put out this work? It's going to get better. The sound will get better. You'll get better technological bits. You'll get a better microphone. You will get a bigger podcast setup. It will be better. It will be clearer. In the long run, you won't use things like Zoom. In the long run, you'll find what works perfectly for you and you will record and it will be perfect. But even then, once you've perfected the skill, you'll still have issues and you'll still grow. And I had a lot of that in January of 2021. A lot of you're growing, people are listening, people are critiquing, you're getting reviews. Yes, maybe I expected a thousand people to listen and I didn't get that. But I definitely did get 25 people to listen. And that's great because through consistency, through putting out good content and constantly improving the sound and the content and myself, the numbers will grow and I'll build a community of people that really care about what I'm speaking about. And it won't be about how many people have heard it, but how many people it's touched and how much it's touched them. That to me is the most important thing. In the 10 months that I have started this podcast, spoken about it and shared it with the world, my goal is still that a child from a disadvantaged background will hear these stories of people growing their businesses, climbing the corporate ladder, going through difficulties, starting out maybe weaker than how others start out or starting out stronger. And more than anything, they'll hear the how. How do you build a strategy? How do you build a business? How did you do it? Which course did you take? After that course, what happened? What did you do? And it won't seem bizarre or out of reach for them because there will be steps there that they can follow in each and every episode in case they are inclined to do what someone else has done or to take from that episode to do something no one else has done. And that for me has always been my goal. It's great. I'm proud. I'm fascinated as well about the number of people that have said, oh, I listen to your podcast and I think, you, wow, thank you. I didn't expect that. Thank you so much. But I really hope this podcast reaches the people who need to know the how of doing this. The people who need to believe that there is redemption after all. That they can build a business. That it's not easy. That it's really challenging. 
but that it's possible and that there are opportunities and that you can think out of the box and you can grow your business or your career. That's who this is for. That's who I hope this reaches. And in sitting down and doing this review of the last 10 months, I can say that I am proud of myself for starting, for just starting, and then also for sharing. Because often we start and we get too scared to share. And of course, I am proud of myself for trying to find that balance between being a perfectionist, but being a beginner. You'll never reach perfectionism. There will always be glitches in podcast recording. I'll always, listening back to an episode, think, oh, I could have done this a bit better, or, oh, wow, it would have been great to add this. But the fact is that I put it out, and somebody else heard it, and they told one other person. And that person thought, oh, gosh, there's a friend who could use this. Or I can use this. And I'm definitely going to put that into effect. And I'm going to grow. I'm going to re-strategize. I'm going to believe in myself more. I'm going to reach out to people and tell them I need their help. That is the most important aspect of finding that sweet spot between being a beginner in something while being a perfectionist as a person, you have to share the work. You have to share the idea. Although the dream is yours, the only way I can do this is to keep making episodes and keep sharing the episodes. There is no other way. I can't get better at this any other way. Podcasting is a lot of work. It's script writing. It's writing out some type of process. It's testing of sound, testing of audio that you have. It's preparing yourself, making sure your voice is ready, making sure your environment is the best that it can be. And it's hoping that your guest is preparing themselves as well. It is a lot of work. And it's made me really listen to other podcasts with a deeper appreciation of the work that goes into those podcasts. I'm also looking forward to the space and time when I have a producer, a sound engineer, a this, a this, a that. I'm really looking forward to that. I'm also looking forward to having a wonderful podcast set up with a professional microphone, an amazing this, an amazing that, a voice recorder, a lapel mic, everything. A good camera so I can share some video footage. I'm really looking forward to that time. I'm looking forward to the ability to record today and put out something tomorrow. I'm looking forward to 10 episodes And I will celebrate 10, I will celebrate 20, I will celebrate 100 because I know the journey that I've gone through. And although this is not precisely work that I want to do for money, 
but it's work that I would like to perfect. It's an art that I would like to get right, an art that I would like to invest in. And it's a way I would like to give back to myself and to give back to others. So this is a cause I really care about. It's also a cause that this year I will work on getting into the right hands. And even as I say that aloud, I really hope God and the universe can hear that prayer. That this always gets into the right hands. And it always grows someone and it always builds someone. And going forward, I will record the episodes, use the audio I can use, and put out an episode. And I will keep repeating that for as many times as I need to and as many times as I can. I want to thank each and every one of you that have listened to the episodes prior to this. The first episode was with Lunga Shabalala. Episode 23 was with Debelo Motswane. Episode 4 was with Dabente Ngulube. And so I'm really grateful to these people who I know in a personal capacity for the kindnesses, well, for the kindness that they have extended towards me and the support and the wow, it sounds good and the sharing with their friends and the openness and honesty and vulnerability that they possess coming into these chats. And I want to keep it such as it is a chat, a conversation, a figuring out how to and sharing that with others. And thank you to each and every one of you who have listened, who have shared, who have critiqued and who have waited and hoped for the next episode. I appreciate each and every one of you and I hope you've enjoyed this review. Until the next time, have a good day.